When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're doing something a little bit different. We're talking about a video game series, and that would be the Mass Effect series trilogy. Or is there only is there more than three? Just three? There's there's a fourth one, which we'll talk a little bit about, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But I think we were focusing mostly on the, the, the first trilogy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll just do my quick little thing here, then you guys can add to it, because I know I'm going to miss stuff. But the first game came out in 2007, uh, starring who who plays Shepard. That's the only character I know here. <laughs> yeah, Mark Meeker. Jennifer Mark, Hale. No, Gen- that's a girl. Yeah, um, Jennifer Hale and Mark... Mark... Uh, Mark Meer. Oh, Mark Meer, Meer not Meeker. Meer, yeah, Meeker, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark Meer. Oh, so wait, that's the first question. So you can play as a female or male? Yes, then? yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that does Keith affect some of the interactions. He is. Oh, That's David badass. Keith, as Scott calls him. Nope. I specifically <laughs> opened up. I've got a. I got a tab open just for that guy, so I wouldn't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> just um, fuck it with you, did. So that's the first one. The great. Um, you guys can go ahead and talk about the other ones. As far as is there anything up right up front before we start getting into when who's done what? Um, is there anything specific? Well, just let's go over the, the timeline a little bit here. So. 2007, uh, Xbox 360 exclusive, uh, Mass Effect 2 in 2010, uh, is that right? And then um, Mass Effect 3 in 2012. Um, but then they were also on other platforms. Um, and yeah, Wait, it was the, the, same the first three were only on Xbox? No, the first, sorry, the first Mass Effect was Xbox only. Okay. And then I think by the second one, it, I don't remember if it started off as Xbox only, but it it made its way to the PS3. I think. Yeah. And who's the producer on this? Bethesda or one of so them? So this these are all three of these are Bioware. Bioware. Are the, the developers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, they, they this one kind of set the the bar um, for kind of these Western RPGs. Um, all right. That's so my. First question on that is, I was told that these guys are the ones who did the Star Wars uh, Knights of the oh, Republic, of the and they lost yeah. the, the IP, so they did their own, and that's what became Mass Effect. Is that true? Do you guys know? I don't know about that conversion. Um, Bioware did to the Old Republic, though. Yeah. So that was mm-hmm. them. Um, I don't know how many of the same people... Uh, they, they uh, before that though yeah they did um, yeah Knights of the Old Republic 
Um, right. Which is the very it's the same game style, gameplay style, right? No. As Knights of the Old Republic? <laughs> yeah, it isn't. Okay. There's some changes here and there. It's similar. It's a, it's more of an okay. evolution. But no, this sure. is it's very okay. different from from that. Yeah, um, it's these are definitely more of the, a shooter. They're, they're all basically cover shooters. Yeah. Like, okay. If you if you wanted to really reduce it down with with a lot of RPG elements, I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, so probably more um, in common with like Gears of War than. Um, ooh, I disagree. Dumb. I mean the combat, anyways. Also disagree, but you guys can correct me because <laughs> I didn't play this long enough. But um, uh, but they also they also did um, Bioware. Just you know, they also have the Dragon Age series. Um, mm-hmm. But they uh, also Starfield did, uh, coming up. That that's Bethesda. Oh shit! Um, did you say but, Garfield? <laughs> Starfield. Oh. <laughs> uh, they they did uh, Baldur's Gate. Uh, oh well. yeah, Baldur's Gate Four coming out soon. Baldur's Gate Three coming three out soon. coming out soon. <laughs> Diablo Four and that and that God is damn it. and that is <laughs> and that is uh, Larian by the way, not not Bioware. Jeebus H, what the hell is Bioware <laughs> doing then? <laughs> Alex, you're in the industry, right? Yeah, but I don't work for Bioware. I know, but what are these assholes doing besides the legendary? Oh, they did Anthem. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that was, uh, that, that uh, yeah they're, they're yeah, recovering. Yeah. They're still licking their wounds after Anthem. Yeah, yeah. they really are. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how much you weigh in this, but they, I, I don't know if they were forced or not, but they swapped to the the Frostbite engine mm-hmm. um, because they, be, they they got bought out by EA. Um, I think that's, uh, we saw yeah. that first in Mass Effect 3. And we saw it in Andromeda and in Dragon Age Inquisition. And I don't know if that was good for the series. Um, hopefully by now they figured it out. But yeah, they basically forced this engine on them. Well, oh, again, I right. say forced. I don't know that it was forced. It just never felt like a good fit um, as, yeah. as a player. Um, so, yeah. Like, I think well, the first two were unreal. Okay. All right. So it's Dragon Age that they're doing next. That's the big one. In theory, yes, Dragon Age. Yes. But they are also they they are also definitely working on another Mass Effect too. They they they'll trickle out stuff every once in a while for that. But yeah, yeah okay. Dragon Age should be coming out first. Mm-hmm. Not this year. Uh, I'd be very surprised for sure. All right. So usually we talk about our history with these things. Um, I'll go first since mine's gonna be really quick. I bought and played the first Mass Effect when it right when it came out. Um, I was really looking forward to it from everything I heard and I just did not get into it. I do remember being a shooter, but I remember it not being the RPG elements came into it too much for me to enjoy where I couldn't just keep oh, it as okay. a straight shooter. And I think that was my biggest problem with it. I wanted it to be more of a straight shooter. I loved Gears of War at the time I was playing that and Call of Duty and the other stuff. And this was that, but to really to beat the guys, I would have to go into my sub menu and I just hate it. I just did not like it. And the same thing, Knights. Um, so you're right. Now that I remember it, Knights of the Old Republic was more just all the RPG stuff as opposed to the shooting stuff, right? Yeah. Because you, yeah, you can pause shoot, and shoot, then but it was more the, like kind of the yeah, turn based. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Click, 
the order of your attacks and everything. Yeah, and I remember. Yeah, I have never liked that style, and so I think that's why I never. Everyone tells me it's like the greatest Star Wars game, and I love Star Wars, and I couldn't get it just for that. So I think that's the main reason why. I just that's just not my style of game. Yeah, that um, shit's my jam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's you yeah, and a lot yeah. of people, right? I mean, this is also yeah, like yeah. back in the day with like Final sure. Fantasy and stuff, right? Or nowadays, I remember everyone talking about. Well, I played I played the hell out of like again Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate Two. Well, yeah. not, not so much the first Baldur's Gate, but definitely Baldur's Gate. Every 2. game you guys have been named that they make, I remember like ugh, like the Dragon Age. I remember I got <laughs> one of them. I literally played it for. 20 minutes, put it down, and just like, there was $65. I'm never seeing it again. <laughs> oh. If I recall, I think I bought your used copy of Mass Effect, Jeff. Yeah, you may have. Yeah, because I don't for whatever reason, I played it, but then I didn't have my own. I think I borrowed it from somebody and was like, you know what? I don't actually have a physical copy of Mass Effect. And you're like, I'm never going to play this again. It's like, sweet. I'll take it. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's my history. So I only played a little bit of the first one um, and then never went back to the others. So uh, Alex, what's your history with it? Um, I don't remember if I was super hyped about Mass Effect, but I know I, you know, I had friends that played it. They really liked it. So I gave it a shot, especially because I knew it was from Bioware and they did uh, Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> so I started playing it and I, I fell in love right, you know, pretty much right away. The game was, yeah, it was hitting on all cylinders for me. And then from there, it got better, and then it got okay after that, <laughs> as the series went on. Okay. Well, it got better and worse, but we'll, we'll talk about it. All right, Scott. Uh, I don't think I owned a 360 at the time. Um, I was at a friend's house. And he was watching him play, and I didn't know anything about this. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Um, jump cut like a few months later. Tax return, I, I went straight out and bought a 360 <laughs> and uh, set it up on the, where I was living at the time, at the, the TV and living room. So this was the first game that I played in 1080. Um, I remember, like, what a difference that was back in 2000. And, oh, hell yeah. In 7. Like, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but, um, yeah, before that, there there was no, <laughs> there was no, there were no 1080 games. I, I doubt the game even ran at 1080. Uh, it was just a 1080 TV um but uh yeah just playing it totally sucked into it um with the the rest of the series then i was super hyped about it like then it was day one purchases like pre-ordering um i still remember when they released the like very brief teaser trailer for or not even trailer but just like this like 20 second clip to kind of announce mass effect 3 um, oh the sniper no, no, just it's it just a picture of Shepard from behind, like, and then it plays oh, the music, that and then he just kind of walks yeah. off camera. Uh, I just remember like goosebumps, like <laughs> I, I I liken it to like how excited I was for like going to see Lord of the Rings or uh, some of the the Marvel stuff. Um, I, I was that excited uh, for yeah. Mass Effect Three. Um, Hell yeah. So, and like Alex says, we'll get into it. I, I, I will say that like 90% of Mass Effect 3 is also arguably really good. Yes, <laughs> it is. So it, it, it definitely like, uh, takes, takes that hard dip, but, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. All right. And one thing I just, now that we're talking about this reminds me, so I had the 360 pretty early on. 
And I remember like that first year, year and a half, there were like no titles. There was like five games. And I can't even tell you what they were. Like I had, it was a <laughs> racing was game. A tennis game. Yeah. It was always like a racing game and a sports <laughs> game. And uh, it took a while. And then I think probably um, Halo or something came out. I don't know. But I remember and at the time, so like I was always watching like the back then I would always go on GameSpot, I think, or whatever, and just like wait for releases and, and I think that's why Mass Effect might have been because I'm seeing this came out in seven and next 360 came out in 05. So this might have been why I was waiting for it. It was finally something new. Um, yeah. I, I know for I the, the, the life of my 360, it was basically my Bioware Gears of War machine. Like, I, I really don't remember <laughs> playing too much else on that thing, um, for better or worse. So. <laughs> I played a lot. I mean, I almost say that first year I almost had every title that was available because <laughs> I had a lot of a lot of disposable income, and there was, but there was only like twenty games, and I just like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I do remember playing uh, Modern Warfare Two with you guys, at least maybe with Jeff. Oh yeah, um, was that on three sixty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Was, outside of that, that, was that a fun I, game. I, I don't remember a whole lot of other games that I might have played. Yeah, I remember one time I, I tried to sell some online, couldn't. So I went to GameStop and they gave me the whole like five bucks for all my games. It was great. Cash. <laughs> um, except for um, which which games held their value? It was the the Grand Theft Auto games and the and the who makes and the the cowboy game. Those things like seem to hold their value. All the Rockstar. Yeah, the Rockstar stuff. All right. Anyway, let's get into it. As usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the series. Uh, Scott, why don't you lead us on? Or do you want to go first or last, Scott? I forget how we do this. I'll, I'll go first. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I, think, I think usually the person that goes first, right? Yeah. So maybe I'll yeah. ask yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I forget. <laughs> I've been doing my, it for eight years. Yeah. My. Uh... No, Scott's going. Go ahead, Alex. Okay. You just said Alex go. Oh, <laughs> yes, it's, well, it's my list. Doesn't the list owner go first? Oh, I thought it was just Scott's. God damn it. Okay, yeah, then you go. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it. I, I can see how you would think that because Alex didn't know shit about anything <laughs> yes. for like five minutes straight. But, uh... I forgot this was yours, Alex. Okay, go. And uh, my, my number seven is <laughs> the, the, the lucky number seven. My number seven is... The elevator from Mass Effect 1. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they tried to hide loading the next mm-hmm. level or the portion of the game uh, whenever you went to an elevator. And man, they were long. <laughs> I mean, they, they did their best sometimes updating like little story bits and news and, and news feeds when you're going in the elevators. But oof. especially when you're on the ship, because <laughs> you can walk around your own spaceship and everything. And you were on the ship and you needed to go from the uh, the bridge down to the lower section to the hangar so you can buy like weapons and, and stuff like that. So <laughs> there was no music, just like yeah. the elevator sound for like 30, 40 seconds straight. It was like, the, the, right. only, uh, the only upside was when you're in the Citadel, occasionally you would get an amusing conversation depending on which two oh, yeah. squad mates you had with you that's true um, yeah yeah but but it's like that that only went so far um they mm-hmm. they do make fun of it in mass effect two or three by the way because they got rid of the elevators oh that's right <laughs> um, like they because when you walk around people just like randomly say stuff when you're on the citadel 
And somebody brings up like, hey, remember the elevators? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm glad they fixed those. <laughs> I feel like that game still do that. Like Destiny did that forever. You're just in your spaceship flying to the next planet forever yeah. as it's loading that map. And like, God, yeah. yeah. We, mm-hmm. There was a quick play that I saw where a guy used the elevator to glitch out the game. And he basically beats the first Mass Effect in like five minutes. Oh, yeah. It was, it was one of the most on ridiculous. The PC? Uh, I'm unsure about that, but it was one of the most okay. ridiculous things I've ever seen as far as <laughs> an exploit. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. And my list is, since I only play this game a little bit, my first few are, you know, items from the game itself. And then I have questions for you guys. So I'll start with my feedback first and I'll get into the questions. Um, another reason I didn't like the game, and this is what... I remembered it as I was watching some YouTube videos and trying Scott provided some videos and kind of catching up on the storyline and stuff. And this is my issue with, as I've talked about with like Dune or Game of Thrones or the, so many proper downs and these different races and everything. And yeah. if I, if it doesn't grab me right away, even Game of Thrones, I loved it. It wasn't until I, I was eight episodes in or, and I go back and rewatch it where I figure out who, what the fuck's a Targaryen and what the fuck's a Lannister. <laughs> and, the, you know, like, what, I have what, to really like Nubian? it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to really yeah. like it for me to care. And then once I care, I'm in and I love it. And then I want all the lore in the world. And games like this, just if I didn't hook me and then it just made it worse for me, and it just kind of piles on. And I just remember that being an issue as I was rewatching, as the guy's explaining the story. I was like, yeah. oh, God, just I mean, start glazing over and just it had like however long it took to beat the game for all that to sink in. So <laughs> yeah. 30, 40, 50 hours, whatever it was. So it didn't have to do uh, too really? much remembering. Yeah. And I can tell you that I mentioned a lot. I love playing the game of Destiny. I couldn't tell you what the fuck story was going on and who was what. I just for that one it was enough action <laughs> action pace shooting and I love the gameplay mechanism that I liked it, but mm-hmm. I still never got into the lore. And so if the game is totally based on that and I don't get into it, then I was like, I'm shit out of luck. So that's my number seven. Mm-hmm. Scott. Okay. My number seven is the, the ship that you're on, the Normandy. Oh, um, yeah. it, it, it's almost its own character by the end of the series. Um, yeah, just the way you use it to kind of jet around the galaxy. In, in hindsight, by the time you get to the... Uh, I think you, maybe you start doing this in the second one. Uh, maybe you do it in the first one. But anyways, you're flying around the little ship. Uh, but in the third one, you have to start out running Reapers. And I don't know if that was the best gameplay mechanic. <laughs> um, yeah. When you're on the like little map. Uh, but it was cool, like just jumping around and then you use the, the Mass Effect gates um to zip around that was a cool loading screen oh yeah um, you know, eventually you get tired of it after three games but uh it's still pretty cool uh, but the normandy itself uh like they had like the music in the, in the series is great so that's just i'll mention uh, out the gate here um mm-hmm. and so the music on there is cool and that's you know it starts uh, with this this cool kind of cinematic of shepherd making their way up to the to the bridge um, kind of laying out everything and then um you know spoilers at the very beginning of the second one um the normandy gets destroyed um and you kind of start off the game with a normandy like 2.0 basically and then by the third one you get like that same ship but it's been retrofitted again um after it's kind of changed hands 
um, yeah, it's just, it's a cool kind of like mobile base that you, you kind of get to use. Um, and I mean, the second one, I don't know, I don't remember the third one, but the second one, you definitely can upgrade the ship and it actually affects uh, how a certain yeah, things play the story out. Bits, in, yeah, in, yeah in, in, in the last section of it. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's basically you get a you get a cool ship in the in the pantheon of of cool uh, <laughs> sci-fi, um, fantasy, whatever <laughs> uh, ships. Uh, the Normandy's up there. All right, Alex, number six. My number six is from Mass Effect Three, and that is James Vega. Ain't no Krogan. <laughs> so, but he is <laughs> technically uh, nah, that he role. Ain't. Nah, I mean, I love it's it's Freddie Prince Jr. playing James Vega, and he's Latino, so it's like, okay, you know, I feel you, but you ain't no Krogan, man. You got no quad, <laughs> as they say in the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a cool character. But uh, in the first two Mass Effects, you get like a badass, like this is like the, your heavy character, the Krogan, and he's always got something badass or smart to say. Uh, you got um, Rex in the first game, and then Grunt in the second game. And in the third game, you get a human that's a, a big buff guy, James Vega. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't no, quite it, the same thing. Yeah, it wasn't. I, I, can, I can see why they didn't do that because um, in Andromeda, you, you get a Krogan again. And it's, it's hard for, like, what is that character supposed to be if it's not. Rex and it's not Grant, like because <laughs> he's Krogan, right? So, mm-hmm. like maybe they were just they were having too out of a time, like with it. They're like, this is just going to be the same character over again, so they decided not to. Um, yeah, although, I although guess. they could have had, you know, potentially you could have had Rex back, but then, but then there was the whole thing mm-hmm. in the first game where you could potentially kill Rex. So, like, it's complicated. Yeah, uh, but I, I see your or, point. Though. Yeah, a different female Krogan because we, we hardly ever get to see them, right? That's a, well, it's a huge plot point in in three that yeah that we learn about the the female Krogan. Yeah. Okay, there it is. <laughs> All right, they're in a job, uh, by the way. One of the characters. Anyways, anyways. All right. Uh, well, my number six, and this, this is very much me. Another reason why I didn't like this game, <laughs> too much reading. <laughs> and, you know, like, I know they talk, but I, I think it's always does the text on the screen or I just enable that. I don't remember. But when you're sitting there just talking to people, is that text that you're reading and you just have to wait for it to scroll up and then you hit A, go to the next paragraph? Or everything's my mis- voice when you're talking to people. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe I just had subtitles on or something. I don't remember. I just remember <laughs> a lot of talking, a lot of reading, and just, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? When am I going to be able to shoot somebody? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, it's my, not that type of game. Sorry. It's not. And that's, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, it's weird that I like games like, like EverQuest and WoW and... Right. Which is similar, but <laughs> or, different. Or, or the, but. the Telltale games where all that's all narrative. Yeah, but see, I couldn't finish those either. They were cool at first. <laughs> it was cool at first, and then uh, I was like, uh And then Ramsey Rolton killed me too many times, and I got pissed off. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's ever been a game like that with all the dialogue that I really like. And I, I feel like there is, and I'm missing a big one, but I 
can't and uh even like the old Nintendo days, I always like the action RPG games, not just the standard RPG. Right. Yeah. Um so anyway, yeah, that's my number six. Scott, mm-hmm. number six. Okay. Uh six is from the first game. Um unless my, my points are a little broader, but uh this this one um it happens relatively early on in the game. It's basically the first chapter act whatever you want to call it um but it's uh becoming a specter um or that was super cool moment um they 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 do a great job of setting up the shepherd character um you know where they're like basically the the future version of being uh like a navy seal um effectively or 007 Um, (laughs) they, they got the n7 rating um yeah see so they're, uh, you know, they're already bad. Like you're already supposed to be a badass, um, and you there's this this force of like secret agents that that works for like Galactic Council, and it's a very space opera, and I love it. Uh, yeah, you um, go around the, the Citadel for the first time, and you know, kind of goes hand in hand with like having like the biggest set piece in the whole series. Um, you having to go around there, uh, meeting a bunch of characters. Some of them become you know squad mates uh but yeah eventually you you get rewarded with all that for being allowed to become the first human specter this game is very much like like (laughs) pro-human in a way way that's pretty racist yeah yeah um wait i'm human yeah that's like humanism uh so uh, but yeah just the the whole thing is, is very cool and like yeah there's this whole like small ceremony and they bestow like the stuff upon you and you spend the rest of the game going around and everybody's like you're not a specter get the fuck out of here and then they're like mm-hmm. check like and they're like oh my god like they're actually our specter like <laughs> and everybody's like scrambling around to either like get out of your way or kiss your ass or fight you or whatever but mm-hmm. um it's just it's super cool like you walking around with like the like licensed kill basically <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, they set they set you up as the underdog pretty well because even when you do become the specter, <laughs> the council kind of reluctantly gives you the title. It's like, well, I guess he's got proof that this other guy murdered the other guy, so we have no choice. You're a specter. Yep. How 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 late in the game does that happen? That kind of sounds familiar though. It's it's pretty early. It's like basically yeah, the it's first right at the start. It's so you start okay. off on, the, on like this this planet and. You like the main bad guy gets to work, and you meet who he is, mm-hmm. and then the second part is you go to the Citadel um, to like talk to the council about that guy, uh-huh. and nobody believes you, so you got to like gather a bunch of evidence. And, yeah, I think maybe I at least got that far because what you guys are talking about sounds familiar. Remember a platform with the big antenna? I had to do some shit with. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Okay. Yeah, that was that was the very first part of the game. Yeah, when you're on the planet, Eden Prime. Yeah, I know I made it to the Citadel because I remember the elevators you guys are talking about. <laughs> um, all right, Alex, number five. Uh, my number five. Speaking of uh, Krogan's grunt, I think might be it's one of my favorite characters, and I have to highlight him because I love the way they introduce him in Mass Effect Two. Is that you're supposed to be recruiting this other? Krogan warlord slash scientist Okir. But then he gets like killed in the mission and you're like, oh shit. Was this supposed to happen or was this one of the, you know, could I have saved him? Uh, since uh, choice is a big part 
of the Mass Effect series. So did I fuck up, fuck up somewhere and I was supposed to save this guy? I don't know. But it turns out he was working on a genetically perfect Krogan called Grunt. And then you take that pod onto the ship and it's your choice whether you want to open it or not. So you can go throughout the whole Mass Effect 2 without this character even in your party. He can just be in your pod or you can turn him into like some uh, council scientists or earth scientists or whatever. Uh, but that'd be a shame because he's a badass character. He's he's a really good, um, I wouldn't say upgrade, but he's uh, pretty good as like a Rex 2.0. Yeah. He's he he's just born. He's kind of also learning the ropes and everything. And his loyalty mission is great where he, he has to go through a rite of passage pretty much, you know, to become a real Krogan uh warrior. That mission was super fucking cool. Yeah, you fight one of the um like Oh yeah, one of those big dragon yeah, the, lizards that fuck you up if you're on the <laughs> in the first game. Um yeah, you fight one of those. Yeah, well, and, like, Michael Dorn no shows up as as it, like another Krogan that's like against you also. So that, that was oh, like yeah. a cool like to him. Like he's then, not a real Krogan. He was yeah, made in yeah. a lab. Um, you also potentially meet back up with Rex in that that whole sequence mm-hmm. if he survives the first game. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff around his his loyalty mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I have one question. So I know you're picking up the characters. I remember this. You go into this bar. Why the long face? Uh, like a uh, club type thing. Yes. And there's a dude with like a like a bomb, and you walk up to him, and he starts counting. Is that this game, or is that? And then every time I would. Just, uh, no, you're talking about uh, <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> is it Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah, where you go into one of the bars and this guy's supposed to be a badass duelist with the pistols, like another bounty hunter. And you okay. try to talk to him, go, hey, you know, I heard you're this really badass guy. <laughs> one. <laughs> and if he yeah. gets to three, then he shoots you dead. Right. Okay, that's that's yeah. nice for the Old Republic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You do that go was to, a cool you, scene. There are there's like a, a bar that you go to though, and <laughs> the Citadel. That's part of the story. Yeah. Oh, okay. With strippers. Well, I mean, not strippers. really, but they, they're dancers. Dancers, yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, that the the Star Wars Galaxies game where you that could be one of your roles. You just dancing Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, like a bard. <laughs> my number. Nothing to keep the morale of the group going. It's <laughs> some grinding Twilight in the group. <laughs> well, my my stamina and speed increased. Anyway, uh, my number five in this was, as I mentioned before, is I did not like the gameplay style. That's just not my type of game. But on top of that, you guys were mentioning, like, did I pick the wrong guy? Like, I hate games where you choose your loadout before the mission, which I, if I remember correctly, that's how you choose your partners, right? Before. So... So section in, or no? Yes. So two and three are quite a bit different from the first one. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, you choose two squad mates. Right. And each squad mate has like a particular set of particular set of skills. Um, <gasps> for for Shepard in the first game, they're like classes that you pick. Um, and that'll kind of determine like what you're good at. Yeah. Um, kind of the same thing in the second and the third one. Um, where you, you choose that, you kind of, that that's your playthrough. Um, you kind of have to play again to to do it a little bit differently. But there's no like, it's not like 
I don't know, like Modern Warfare where you're choosing like what you get to bring with you. The, the only difference is in like two and three, there are like some heavy weapons you can bring and you, yeah. you, you can only pick yeah. one of those to bring with you. But otherwise, like yeah, you can you, cycle you, through you, your weapons. Yeah, you I didn't mean weapons pistol. wise, but I meant you you get to pick your Oh, your teammates? Yeah. Teammates, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm saying this little mechanism of picking your loadout. I use loadout as a generic term here, but like, I hate that because like, I always think I'm going to make the wrong decision, so I don't oh. make a decision, and then oh. I just turn off the game. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I know the right one is. You know, it's, it's funny that you bring that up, Jeff, because I agonize over that kind of shit. And yeah. I never worried about that in Mass Effect for some reason. Oh, really? I just, yeah, I think it's always like- matter. Yeah, yeah, I never, I never saw it as mattering too much. It was like, yeah, pick who you like and then go. Like, yeah. who, who do you want there to be there with you? It's kind of the. Yeah, I always pick my favorite characters. Yeah, I also have the thing in video games where I never use my super grenade or this because it's good. There's always going to be a bigger monster at the end. Like, <laughs> I was going to beat the game yeah, by now full loadout because like I never used it. <laughs> Final Fantasy I always finished with like, like a couple stacks of like elixirs, like because I'm like oh, I'm going to need yeah. these later, and then I never use them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the elixir being like the potion that completely heals you and gives you back all your yeah. like mana hp like, mp yeah, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a full heal <laughs> you have 99 of those by the end of the game yeah, yeah maybe i should have used, used these yeah <laughs> you think psychiatrists have to deal with that nowadays <laughs> it's funny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these kids are adults it's good I'm, I'm sorry doc but i just couldn't so bring myself easier. to use an elixir <laughs> well you do the same well, thing like I, I played uh like the pathfinder games um I like barely use any of the healing potions. You get a shit ton of them. <laughs> like, there's no reason for me to not use them. And like finish yeah. the game with like a buttload of them. Yeah, yeah. But what about like Zelda gave you the ultimate decision? Do you get a heart, a contain, a heart container, or a potion? Yeah. Ooh, you're choosing, <laughs> you're choosing potions, man. That's kind of risky. You always beat up your buddy for picking the wrong one. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and you were the one making him pick the wrong one. <sighs> No, I, was, I forgot what I was telling. No, you. Well, what you told me is like you you always wanted him to take the potion, and you were mad when he took the heart. I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, you dumb bastard. And it was his game. Like I would go to his house and play, and then when I'd come back and he had done stupid shit, well, I thought it was stupid shit. I get so mad at him. And then once I got the game for that Christmas, I was like, oh yeah, no, you want the heart container? <laughs> You're doing it wrong, stupid. <laughs> And then I think about saving it up stuff. I was, I think it was the the last Doom or the last one of the Lord of the Last Dooms I played, and always like right before there's about the boss fight, you go into this one room where it's just ammo box, ammo box, oh, ammo yeah. box. Yeah, yeah I wonder, I wonder if there's gonna be a fight. <laughs> I know. I wonder what's behind this door. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. <laughs> you all right, see the game. All this back and save. save. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right, that was my number five. So Scott, number five. Uh, number five, uh, again, something kind of specific, is the Vanguard class that you get to play. Um, played all three games with it um, in replays over the years since. You know, I I have beaten it with, like, a couple of the other classes, but, like, I always find myself going back to the Vanguard because it's, like, right up my alley. It's, it's I always prefer using shotguns in, these, in like, any of these action games. Um, so you get, like, futuristic shotgun. And then, you know, this mm-hmm. is not knowing completely ahead of time what was going to happen in the second and third games where they added in a whole bunch of the other stuff to your kit where you could like basically like do this like Superman rush with the character. Um, you mm-hmm. could do like a Superman punch on the ground like <laughs> uh, using what they, they call biotics, which is basically like telekinesis. 
Um, mm-hmm. Not knowing that, you know, and you, you carry over your, uh, your playthroughs into the subsequent games. Um, and it worked out very well in my favor because it just felt so good to you do the rush in and then you get an ability that kind of slowed down time a little bit when you did that. And then you would shotgun somebody from point blank range. Yeah. Like the Krogan awesome. shotgun, which you had to go out of your way to get. Um, like you can't like start the game with it. Um, and it, yeah. yeah, just it felt felt really good. Just running around, just being absolute terror. Yeah, um, it is a fun, so, fun so, class. Yeah, the Vanguard. Not the easiest class um, when I did my... This is So Mass Effect 2, I, I brought this up a few times, but Mass Effect 2 is the only game that I ever fully did everything. Like, so I got all the achievements. Mm-hmm. I, I got through the Insanity playthrough. Um, yeah. Basically everything you could do in that game, I, I did. Um, and when I did my Insanity playthrough, I did it with a Vanguard. Which is not smart (laughs) because it's a cover shooter. And the whole point of the Vanguard is to get in people's grills um, where they can then just annihilate you. Um, So there there was some frustration. Uh, There's one point where I thought about just restarting the whole thing in the middle when you're on the collector ship, Um, the ghost ship. I don't know if you remember that, Alex. Um, Yes. But there was one point in that where there's a, a big fight that I just kept getting murdered on. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think I did the mission over again with the nuke, <laughs> which is basically oh, yeah. an I win button. But uh, anyway, I, I digress. The Vanguard, that's my number five. Nice. Alex, number four. My number four is actually the world building. Like I like what you guys were saying. If something doesn't grab you right away, it's really tough to get into the game mm-hmm. or the series. And uh, that was me in Dragon Age. Like I ha- I restarted that game like a couple times because I just could not get into like the world building and whatever, you know, the bad guys, the good guys, all the countries and everything. It was just too like way too much for me. So it took me a couple tries to get into it. But for whatever reason, Mass Effect just clicked. Oh, yeah, like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't have. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have any of those problems. Uh, like it was a bit confusing, but like those went away like really quickly. Think you're better so, than me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, it's fine. Yeah, a little. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they just—I don't know—they—they they must have tweaked their writing style somehow to be able to, for me at least, to digest the information that they were given, because I didn't feel like that overwhelmed about everything. I mean, it's it's just a big place. space opera. Like it's—it's yeah. it's supposed to be like on that kind of popcorn level, um, but not dumb. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not a yeah. fan of space operas though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like from fifth element. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Bumblebee tuna. Yeah. Bumblebee tuna. All right. Was that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. World building. <laughs> All right, so now I'm on to my questions, and this one, I watched maybe three little, like, you know, videos on the series and everything, and they all <laughs> mentioned lots of sex in the game. Is that a thing, or are they joking? Are they just, like, hot there, fembots that you're... There is lots of sex, but really, mm-hmm. um, it's, like, once per playthrough, except, like, in the... Well, with some exceptions. Um, so... There are the um, Asari. Asari, thank you, Alex. Mm-hmm. The Asari, 
which is supposed to be like neutral gendered, but they're like blatantly women. Like they're <laughs> like, oh, smoking hot, women. very close to human women. Like the way they're depicted in the game. Uh, <laughs> and there, there is in the first game, there's, they, they call her the consort. Um, and you can you have a scene with her. It doesn't show a whole lot. Um, but then there's a couple of romance options from your like squad mates. Um, depending on whether you're the, the male or female shepherd mm-hmm. um, and, and like what you it's not very difficult to make it happen, but <laughs> like basically yeah. like when you get close towards the end of the game, then yeah, there'll be a scene. Okay. Um, I don't think there's really ever any nudity, maybe, maybe some like upper buttocks, but yeah, there's no <laughs> upper buttocks. There's, a, there's a nip slip here and there. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, in the second oh, game, it ratchets, ratchets it's up a not ratchets it up a notch because mm-hmm. uh, there's more characters you can bone, <laughs> uh, including non-squad members. And then it's a, it's kind of the same yeah. thing in the Ooh, turn it into Captain Kirk mode. Yeah, yeah, then, seriously, <laughs> yeah, you can be Captain Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're, I mean, you're basically on a military vessel with all this fragmentation. Like, it's probably actually like Shepard should really get in trouble for all that. But anyway, um, yeah, in the third game, it's kind of the same. Uh, it is possible to pick like the same romance partner um, like all the way through mm-hmm. um, all three games, like from the all, for all three games technically, because. Um, one yeah there's nobody you can romance in all three there there's one that you can kind of keep going in the second game but she only shows up in like a dlc thing yeah um but uh yeah basically and there's different scenes for everybody to answer your question jeff but like right. potentially you can bone a lot of different people <laughs> mm-hmm. all right and there'll be a scene for everybody okay scott number four uh so my number four is kind of plays off of alex's thing with the, the world building um, I just love all the, the NPCs um, in, in these games. Um, just, you know, a, lot, goes, a lot of it goes hand in hand with, with really good voice acting um, and just writing and just the, the their designs. You know, a lot of them just really pop. Um, there's some, some memorable characters. Um, we already talked about Rex. He's just this kind of grumpy badass. Um, but he, he like, his character arc like evolves like him kind of trying to kind of growing to trust you and be friends and depending on like your choices by like the third game he basically like, calls you a brother or sister or whatever yeah. um depending if like uh you know what what gender you are um there's there's garris who has this awesome arc where he starts off like just kind of stick of his ass kind of character mm-hmm. by the third one he's like your bro but also a romance option Tech- <laughs> hell yeah game. he is uh, oh man he got hot when he got that scar yeah um, in Mass Effect 2 yeah there, there's a great line for that too <laughs> um, you know Tally the Corian like like all, all the different characters um, go on we mentioned uh, Keith David um, he's Anderson he's kind of like your like commanding officer throughout all, throughout the series to, to reduce it down it, it's a little more complicated mm-hmm. than that but um, he's great um, uh, it's badass in the third one where he gives you back your badge. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he chucks it at you. Uh, we mentioned Liara. Like, so Liara is the Asari that is in all three games that can be like your romance partner all the way through. Um, you know, spo- again, spoiler alert for all this. Um, Seth Green um, is in all three games as Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the pilot of the Normandy. Um, he's pretty hilarious. 
Um, <laughs> He's also a, a very a well-known robosexual. <laughs> he is. Um, Tris- oh, you know what? Isn't uh, Tali? She's in all three games, right? Tali's in all three games, but she's a romance option in the second one and third one. Oh, yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, her her storyline can go can get really dark in the third game depending on some of your choices. Oof. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, I'm, I'm not going to list all the characters I've written down here. Um, it, we, we get um, some some like cameos, <laughs> some some big voice actors. Um, so Trisha Helfer um, from Battlestar Galactica, um, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Carrion from Starcraft Two. Um, she plays the robot, the sexy robot. <laughs> in uh in two and three um as opposed to the sexy robot and all the other stuff <laughs> true that's a good point uh, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i didn't think about that uh you get martin sheen as the elusive man oh that's right who's kind Damn. of like uh, who's yeah. trying to have sex with all the sexy yes, robots <laughs> um he he's great um in the, in the second and third games um mm-hmm. uh who else? Oh, like uh, Carrie Ann Moss is in the second and third games. Um, Lance Henriksen, who's got, he's definitely got the pipes for <laughs> the, the gravelly voice. Um, like you know, kind of like Keith David. He's also <laughs> sexy um, robot, human. No, mm-hmm. he's, right? he's sexy admiral, uh, <laughs> sexy, sexy robot, and aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just all, all these different characters. Uh, like you, you know, they're with you throughout the game. All, all three games uh, is, is what really makes it memorable. We get the little banter. Um, and again, like they just all feel kind of like badass by the end of each of these games. Like as you like a, a little bit as like the RPG element is you actually like, you know, give them more hit points and shit like that. But uh, um, yeah, I, I, I love the, the characters that you interact with. In yeah, I'm sorry. This games. Rex guy looks like Dex is the guy from Attack of the Clones with the six arms who's best friends with Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> That's a stretch, but... No, it's not. I, mean, uh, I can like see him. the face is kind of similar. Yeah. But Rex is more badass. Yeah. Those cloners. All right. <laughs> Alex, number three. Uh, my number three is Squad Mechanics. Um, I was pretty okay with them in the first Mass Effect. I really like the way, I, at least on the controller, where you can just uh, put your uh, targeting reticle on a spot and get one of your teammates to go that way or get another one to go another direction. Like, uh, for me at least, that was pretty innovative back in the day for the first game. Uh, it was a little bit... Um, it did slow down the action when you had to pick like your power to use and your squad mates powers as well so i'm really glad that they just kept refining it over the series to make it really smooth by the end of it so by mass effect 3 i have i haven't played Andromeda yet but by mass effect 3 you were like taking pot shots and everything using your powers using your squad mates power selling them where to go is like pretty almost seamlessly so i really like the way that that all evolved and stuff and i hope that comes back so because i miss that type of gameplay it, it is worth mentioning that the because um, Jeff, you said you weren't into the the gameplay, like the like the fights and stuff in the, the first game. Um, it it is very different in the second and third game. Oh yeah, the second and third game are pretty much identical, but um, where they 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 clean it up, they make much more action intensive. Um, it feels a lot more scripted. Um, mm-hmm. Like these fights, 
Um, it feels a lot more like closer to gears um, at that point. Um, so yeah, I, I mm-hmm. well, Alex, I, I, I kind of disliked how they they reduced it down. They did the same thing with Dragon Age. Where you get these abilities oh, in Dragon Age too, yeah, that was like you get, you get all these abilities, but you have to pick like what's like in well, Inquisition. You had to pick what was like hotkeyed, which was dumb. Um, but uh, yeah, like here they just kind of reduced what you could do, so you kind of set up most things, almost everything you wanted to do to the, to the controller. But uh, yeah, there there is yeah certain limitation to only having the controller, but. I mean, they made it work. I still liked it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Or my number two? Or number three? I don't forget what Three, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, this question is just a general question for you guys. So, games that are similar in this style, so I guess the exact same style, which game, is there a version of this that you like better and one that you is in the... Which one do you like better? Which one do you like worse? Like an example of a similar game style, but you liked better than Mass Effect series. Are there any? Let me just ask that. Are there any? So, I mean, if we're talking about like the general action RPG, like Western action RPG, um, yes, there's stuff that's similar. Um, honestly, the closest thing that I, that I think I played to is like, like Cyberpunk, something like that. Well, that's more of a first person shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, the Dragon Age games um, are, are have a similar bent to them. Um, but then we get into stuff like I don't know, Kingdoms of Amalar, um, where it's a straight action RPG, uh, or more heavy yeah. RPG, or yeah, that's um, a great game. The uh, um, the Gearbox games, God, I can't. I turned into Alex all of a sudden. Borderlands. Borderlands. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, those are more like Diablo than anything else. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I would say Fallout Three and Four. I think probably are closest to like what I want out of a game. Um, if, if we're comparing them to Mass Effect, okay. so, like, which one do you like better, Mass Effect series or the Fallout? Or the Fallout? Or your, your favorite Mass Effects versus your favorite Fallout? Which one do you like better? So Oof. I think Mass Effect Two is Effect is an two. almost perfect game. Okay. Um, like it would definitely be in my top 10 games of all time um, yep the but Fallout New Vegas would also probably be in my top 10 um, I, I'd probably have Mass Effect 2 there because um, it's just building on so much they set up in the first game um, like you know you, you get to dive back in the universe um, where whereas yes you're, you're kind of doing the same thing in the Fallout games um, but there's there's obviously a lot less there because you're like in the wasteland, so <laughs> um, you don't get cool mm-hmm. set pieces like the Citadel and things like that in Fallout. Yeah, right. Alex, what do you what about you? You know what I, I when I played Guardians of the Galaxy, that gave me at least with the gameplay gave me a lot of uh, Mass Effect vibes because mm. that was you had to control your squad um, in almost every fight. Like oh, you know you're. Peter Quill, your Star Lord, you, your shooters can only do so much. So you have to get Drax to strip armor away, then you can shoot him, or you have to get Gamora to uh, focus on one enemy while uh, Rocket and and you and Groot are you know fighting some somebody else over on the side. You know for crowd control. Why is Gamora? <laughs> I'll do you one better. <laughs> 
Um, so that gave me some be- Mass Effect vibes as um, on the tactical side. Okay. I mean, it's completely different gameplay, pretty much, since it's not a cover shooter; it's just straight up action. But um, I could see Bioware maybe implementing some of those ideas into future games. Yeah. I wouldn't well, be I'm, mad at that. I mean, D- uh, Destiny. If we're gonna go with like online nah. stuff, um, comes to mind. Uh, nah. All of the like Souls games are kind of like they're all kind of in the same Venn diagram, I guess. Like there's a level app. Um, I mean, if yeah, for for the main character, for the individual, yeah, but yeah, but, but it's like, more of a it's more of a squad game. Yeah, for for this though, like in, in Fallout, you got the silent protagonist until Fallout Four. Um, whereas in this, um, yeah, you your shepherd's talking the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, uh, Alex. I'm sorry, Scott. Number three. Number three is uh, the continuity, um, and then the decisions mattering mostly. So if yeah. you know, if you if you nerded out about this, which which I obviously did, what, um, what was it? Sorry, I missed it. The continuity and decision your decisions mattering. Oh, okay, mostly. that's my number two. I was going to ask you guys about that. So okay, continue. Uh, so. Like some of it, um, like they added in these. Actually, it was, it was a pretty cool idea. They added in these comics, these like interactive comics um, for the second and third games that allowed you to kind of play out the previous games. To be like, hey, here's what you did here without actually having to play through them all. And it would like mark off like what decisions you made like at, at key moments. Uh, okay. um, but there were a whole bunch of like smaller things um, that weren't covered by the comics. So if you really went through, you would notice stuff like you notice small things um, that that would change um, throughout all three games that you would not otherwise see. Um, you know, a lot of it could be huge though with the like the bigger points. Um, you know, like mm-hmm. characters um, like not showing up again for the rest of the series. Um, so we, we mentioned Rex. Um, again, more spoiler alerts here. Uh, mentioned yeah. Rex in the beginning. Um, so like. And like the, the kind of the second, third to last big mission in the game, mm-hmm. um, you basically have to talk Rex down from doing something, or or basically fight him. Um, so if you can talk him down, then like he shows up later um, in Mass Effect Two and potentially Three. Um, mm-hmm. In you know if not, then it's a whole different character. Like it's a completely different voice actor, completely different model. Like like Rex is no longer there. Um, First game is a really like, you know, you, you talk about agonizing for loadouts. There's a point um, again toward the end of the game. Like I think it was that same mission with Rex. Um, you guys have to choose to sacrifice one of your squad mates. Um, oh and, yeah. And then that character again then doesn't show up for the rest of the series. Well, the you, other one you, does. You have to choose to sacrifice Caden Alenko. That's let's yeah, be fair. Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, most people did. Uh, but it's it's still you got to choose like it, it's not a good feeling, um, eh. but yeah that's kind of like how you know serious the the subject matter is here for a video game, um, choosing mm-hmm. this you know this, <laughs> this imaginary person to to go off and die, mm-hmm. um, like a lot like stuff like that, um, you know you, you build off of it, um, and then you get to the third game. Um, and then all of a sudden, like the very last 
minute, all that stuff kind of goes out the window, which is just super unfortunate. And we'll talk more about that. Uh, but otherwise, it felt really good. Um, you get to get the, and some of it is just paying attention to shit. Like, you know, like after 30 MCU movies, like you pick up on some of like the smaller things that somebody that is just starting to watching wouldn't get. Like, mm-hmm. why is it so funny that, that Steve Rogers kind of moves the hammer in uh, Age of Ultron? Like, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't really like appreciate that if you hadn't watched everything leading up to that, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yep, so a lot of a lot of stuff yep. to cover. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, they really they did their best. It's the closest game so far to me, anyways. That keeps let your choices more or less kind of matter. Yeah, there's a really it's funny the closest thing. they've gotten. Um, I don't I don't think this sets up on what you chose previously, but basically in the game there's this like tabloid reporter that ambushes you a couple times um like trying to make you look yeah. bad um and like you can punch them out like you actually tell them to fuck off in the first game in the second game you can actually punch their lights out no you can um, punch them in the first game too can you punch the first game okay yeah in renegade th- baby in the third game they added in some quick time actions for better or worse um oh yeah and if you're not oh, paying no. attention if you're not paying attention which i wasn't um if you choose, <laughs> she laid you out she, if you choose to punch her she'll like she'll like duck and weave and like and hit you with an uppercut and lay you out like it's it's pretty hilarious um yeah i know when that came up i was like oh shit <laughs> she's got some moves yeah it's not good enough wham happens all the time like you like headbutt her first it's it's, it's bad <laughs> i was i was watching a um today uh so uh, Jennifer Hale and uh, Mark Mears, um, they were talking about some of the, the stuff they did for the, you know, as a voice role. And they talked about that scene. Um, and it, it's, it's funny because I guess his wife in real life was the one that voiced the reporter. So like oh. <laughs> potentially he's like decking his own wife, like in this, in this scene, which is, which is kind of funny. Um, uh, anyways. <laughs> All right, Alex, number two. My number two is character development. Uh, When I was talking about Grunt, uh, I mentioned a little bit about his side mission, loyalty missions and everything. And uh, yeah, the the first Mass Effect had pretty good character development. Like the stories are fleshed out for all the characters. You cared about them. You cared about your squad. In the second one, you had to go collect like a new squad of people. Some are old faces, some are new, but you also had to have loyalty missions. So you learned a lot more about them personally when you go on these missions with them, help them out or whatever personal shit they had to go through and everything. And it was yeah, super cool. I thought it was a great idea. Um, so uh, aside from that, <laughs> uh, as a personal character development, I always played the games in three ways each time for each game. So I went one like the white hat, the other one, the renegade that was a badass, you know, punching out reporters. Mm-hmm. And then for my third playthrough, I always went like kind of down the middle in the choices, but I was always trying to choose the dumbest choice possible <laughs> for <laughs> each of the dialogue pieces, which was a lot of fun. I got to admit. And that uh, definitely got some of my characters killed. I broke, I broke up with love interest that I didn't mean to <laughs> at times. So I, I highly recommend doing a dummy playthrough and seeing how all the other characters react. It's, uh, it's fantastic. 
Yeah, it, it is like again, so like I mentioned all the NPCs. Like we we talked about Garrus, um, how he, he goes from yeah, be kind of like this like prig to being like the coolest character in the game. Uh, by by the the end the the end of the third one with the uh, when when you're like doing the skeet shooting on the on the citadel, yeah. um, to get tally. Um, you see her go from like again like kind of ingenue, Jade ingenue, uh, to right. like total badass. <laughs> uh, we see Liara get like like she becomes like a lot harder. Fucking um, mob boss. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so yeah, and you see that with 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 a bunch of the different characters. Um, you see Edie go from like sexy clueless robot to sexy slightly less clueless robot. Like, well, she's uh, just an AI, like a, a voice at first, and then she yeah. <laughs> like erases this robot's mind and takes over her body. Yep. Um, so, what was that artist in the eighties that did all the the robot ladies in Chrome? Because she kind of looked like that a little bit. Her design. I feel like it was definitely a throwback a little bit because she had like the, um, yeah, like the like the fifties kind of skirt look almost. Like the, yeah. With the not, hair and everything. Like, I, mean, I mean, like, like the actual clothes. She have a skirt. I like the actual clothes, Robot? Jeff. Not like Connor's skirt. <laughs> no, it sounded like Dexter's Jester's robot winch in the diner. Same. See, they're still in all the stuff. We're talking about clothes. <laughs> no, not like them. <laughs> not like them. You want Jawa Joe's? Oh, yeah. I was a male character for my dummy, and I uh, hit on a lesbian character, so that... <laughs> that didn't feel good. <laughs> so in the in the second one, in Mass, oh my in, gosh, I was they, like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> they, they do this in a couple different Bioware games, but like, so there's the Jack character in the second game, mm-hmm. and you get the chance to bone with her like early on, but if you do that, you basically ruin like actually being a love interest later. You basically oh, have, to, like, you have to, you have to like turn her down, and then later on. Oh, you, oh, got I, a neg- you got a nigger, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, well, you can't be using those you, words on this podcast. Do, I think you do. You do kind of because she's like Jeez. super like edgy. She doesn't like <laughs> yeah. She doesn't like people who are nice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. My number two. Yes, Alex. You should, yeah, but you already answered it. Mine was how much do decisions really make a difference in the game? And Scott kind of just talked about that a lot in his last one. So, mm-hmm. unless there's anything else you guys want to add to that, sounds like it's a pretty big deal. Like, there are yeah, some games they make good. it seem like it is, and it's really not. True. In this I mean, one, I mean, the overall story is more or less the same, yeah. but the character interactions are like can be vastly different between games. So it's really cool. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Scott, number two. Uh, number two, the the one thing that that where it did matter was the end of 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 three. Um, again, I say it again. Spoilers. Um, so, full disclosure, I actually have never played the Citadel DLC. Um, the, Me the DLC titled the Citadel. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I should because that might soften the blow. And I also mm-hmm. have not played like the revamped ending um so oh you haven't i've gotten very close to the game i've I've sat down a few times to go through three and gotten pretty far but never quite finished it out um i think the war game stuff kind of turned me off um because i felt like i needed Mm. to do it (laughs) because i'm like 
it, it felt bad not to have that thing taken care of. But um, anyway, um, the end of the third one, uh, without going too far into this, you're you're basically thrown in the scenario where you have to make a choice um, between like three different things to end mm-hmm. the game, and none of the stuff you've done leading up to that point plays into it at all. I know that um, is a that, shame, and that I think that was the thing that bummed me out the most. Like the actual end, like the, the actual like choice you make itself was kind of eh. Um, but all the choices are like yeah, yeah. I mean I mean I mean have like that that scenario is 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 eh um but the fact that nothing you did leading up to that point really mattered um I know you weren't locked in into like, like, like the, the game was like so painstakingly like up to that point like led you to think that it wouldn't matter like you're even like saying like your final like whatever goodbyes to characters and stuff um before you go on like the final leg Oh, and, that bugged the shit out of me. And so. and then it's, it's like none of it matters. Um, so yeah, yeah so that left, you, left, left a bad taste in my mouth. How about, this, again? This was 2012. So mm-hmm. like <laughs> over a decade later, I'm still kind of like irked. Uh, felt like I was really let let down. Like I yeah. imagine this is like how maybe like you guys. Well, not Alex because he loved it at first, but. Uh, maybe this is how Jeff felt the first time he saw Phantom Menace. Like that was kind of how I felt, like the ending of Mass Effect Three. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good analogy or not. But uh... I mean, it's how I felt every movie that came out after Return of the Jedi, <laughs> <laughs> except yeah. Rogue One. Except for Rogue One, that is correct. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yep. That's my my number two. Okay, then uh, Alex, number one. My number one is Mass Effect 2, specifically the last mission that you go in Mass yeah. Effect 2, is like, might be my favorite video game moment of all time. It is <sighs> masterfully done. Because uh, you got your squad together, you you got everybody leveled up and everything, and you're ready to go. And so you're thinking, oh, okay, well, I, I just got to pick my best, you know, squad mates and go on this mission, and it's going to be all three of us throughout the whole thing. No, no. You have to pick different squad mates for specific roles within the mission. So, oh, there's this block over here. There's this gate that's blocking us. We're going to need a hacker to go into the the heating duct and the ventilation tubes to hack away at the door. But if you don't do it in time, then you're going to get incinerated by, you know, whatever goes through the ducts and everything. And you have to make choices like that for almost every squad member for the mission to go smoothly all the way towards the end. And it was brilliant and like i said with my dummy character if you fucked up (laughs) some of those characters weren't gonna make it back (laughs) so yeah it is it is easily possible to get all of your team members to survive and everything but uh it it was really cool like surviving with all the characters and also equally as cool having some of them like be killed because you have like a funeral service kind of at the end and uh, you could actually get your whole crew of NPCs from the Normandy ship yeah, killed also. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> get them all think, killed I if think, you fuck up. I think Miranda, maybe Tally, maybe like Miranda, Tally, and Garrus, I think were like the only ones that were like immune because they have to show up in the next right, game. Yeah, well, yeah, you gotta, they're you locked know, in. You need, you need Tally and Garrus to show up in the next game. Yeah. And you need Miranda... For some of the like 
the story stuff at the end. Like, <laughs> but everybody else yeah, was yeah, like, could, could be dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also the, the, the two DLC characters you got, which were super fucking cool. Oh yeah. Uh, like, like Sumi might be my favorite. Like yeah, outside Kasumi's of Tally. Awesome. Outside of Tally. Like mm-hmm. Sumi might be my favorite. Um, the thief. And then Zaid, and the mercenary. Zaid was a badass too. Um, yeah. Like I, I remember the first time doing that suicide mission, I I had him lead like the fire squad that's like helping you out, mm-hmm. and I got him killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Like, oh, I guess maybe he was the wrong pick for that. Uh, yeah, I think Jack got uh, taken by a swarm of those uh, alien flies. Yeah, <laughs> she just well, kind of pick... flew off. It's like, oh shit. Well, I think you could pick. Well, yeah, if you don't do her loyalty, like that was the thing for the yeah. f- for the suicide squad, suicide squad for the suicide mission, you had everybody's loyalty. You had to have fully upgraded Normandy, and you had to have um, you had to the, pick, the, pick the right people was throughout. Yeah, the, the bright people were the right role. So if you got yeah. the grunt soldier doing the hacking, <laughs> he's not going to make. It. Yeah, I don't think you pick him, but like, but, I know. But like, but, yeah, yeah, it's only like it had to be like her. Like, you can only pick like a few people for like the biotic stuff, or, or like it wouldn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you couldn't have. I don't think Jacob could do it. I think he gets murdered if you try to have him do it. Yeah. Um, anyway. So that was super cool, which is, again, juxtaposed to the ending of the last mission of the third game, which was, I mean, it was still fun, but it was disappointing because it didn't have any of that feeling, you know, where you had your whole squad and everything. So I was hoping that for the last mission and the third one, yeah, you have your squad of regular people from this game, but like in the background, maybe you'd see some of the old characters because you interact with some of the old characters and you go through training and some smaller missions with them from the previous games for Mass Effect 2. But you, you don't get to see them like actually in the mission, like helping you out in the background or opening gates yeah. or doing some something like that. You know, all you get is like, OK, there's this communicator here and you get to say like a small conversation of goodbye to them in case you don't survive. And that's it. I was like, dude, really? Is this all this Bioware, are you fucking serious? <laughs> it's like they set the bar so high in Mass Effect 2 and in 3, it's like story-wise, and even in the last chapter uh, for the climax, it's like, oh man, you, you felt... The, I mean, they were always going to fall short, but not... I didn't think they would fall that short. Yep. But yeah, Mass Effect 2, last mission. It, incredible. Play the game just for that. Do it, Jeff. (laughs) Nah. Um, So my number one is uh, the last question to you guys, and I think I know the answer based on this conversation so far. What is your favorite game of the franchise? And it sounds like it's number two. Yeah. Yeah. By a landslide. So this is the uh, Empire. Ah, The Empire, (laughs) yeah. It's so many emotional beats. You got your team and everything. It's incredible. The whole thing is, is, is this cool premise where like get the, like Ocean's Eleven thing where you pull together this team. Yeah. And they're and they're you like your squad. Yeah, they make it clear that like you're like halfway through, like, okay, we're setting up to go on this suicide mission. Like and like we might not ever be coming back. Like and they set the, like you'd literally die in the beginning of the game. So like it wouldn't be that much of a stretch for it to happen again at the end. <laughs> yeah. So even even so for Shepard, cool. yeah, yeah. The character. There hasn't been any other game that's even come close to having that kind of feeling for me. Getting the squad together, going together on one mission or a heist or anything like that. Awesome. All right. Well, Scott, number one. 
Uh, number one is uh, Jennifer Hale as a shepherd. Oh yeah, um, you know, I, I, I'm deaf. She's my main character. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call myself like a voice acting aficionado expert, whatever. Uh, but it, but I, it is something that I, I do kind of follow as I play these games and, and watch different animations. Um, and her her performance as Shepard is probably my favorite um, mm-hmm. out of all the you know gajillion video games I've ever played. Um, yeah, her her as Shepard um, is, is yeah is kind of an easy um, number one for me. Um, and it's not that that uh, Mark Mears is doing a bad job or anything because I have gone through his male Shepard because you can only romance Tally. <laughs> it's, it's male shepherd. It's a male shepherd. Um, so uh, yeah, but yeah, but, but yeah. Jennifer, Jennifer Hale is just so great uh, in, in this. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, Jeff. I don't think you've you you played Mass not Mass Effect uh, Overwatch in a while, but um, like she she voices Ash and uh, Mass all right, okay. in Overwatch. <laughs> Bob, uh, do something. Yeah, I don't know um, who Ash is, but she one of the original characters. No, she got added on a little bit later, but she's yeah. been on the roster for a while. Yeah, for quite a while now. Um, I I don't know if you guys played Diablo three all that much. No, I, I should. Did. I haven't. I should play I it did. again. I didn't get through all, all the way. Yeah, she voices one of the main characters in that. Um, you know, we Cowboy Bebop the movie. Um, she was Electra, the uh, oh yeah the the woman the, the corporate woman in that. Um, I love a woman that can kick my ass. Yeah, uh, which also um, you mentioned liking um, uh, Grunt a lot. That's Steve Bloom um, doing the voice of him, which is oh, that's right. Yeah, which is Spike. Steve um, Bloom. We're talking about Cowboy uh, yeah. Bebop. Um, so um, yeah, yeah. Not much more to say about that. Um, it's just something that that I that I really enjoyed is is uh, her performance and getting to play out Shepard with, with her doing the voice. All right. Any honorable mentions or anything? Uh, Alex did the, the suicide mission, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, there, uh, there's... Let's see. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, so there, there, there's some some really big like sci-fi things going on here. Um, it was a lot of fun to speculate before the third one came out um, about like how things were going to play out. Uh, because the the main villains in in the series, um, the the Reapers, um, are basically these like the, techno organic the, the machine. Yeah, techno. Thank you. That's probably a good way of putting it. Um, like beings uh, that are like unstoppable, killing no no pun intended machines. Um, mm-hmm. But they they seem to be able to like control people's minds. Um, so there was all these like theories about. Like was Shepard indoctrinated? That's what they call it in the, in the series. Like, if if oh, yeah, these, was Shepard a replicant? Yeah, if, if, if the Reapers get to you, <laughs> like, and they're controlling your mind, like, even if you don't know it, they're are you know are you indoctrinated? So there are all these theories about Shepard being indoctrinated or other characters being indoctrinated, and and how all that was was going to play out, or and it turned out to be nothing. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the indoctrination was still very important. It was like a key thing in in all three games yeah um, it was a very big plot point in all three games but yeah it never really had much to do with shepherd like being indoctrinated or not um yeah that would have been but, cool but it was it was a lot of fun to speculate 
mm-hmm. there's a whole there's whole like super long videos like called indoc- like indoctrination theory where people talk for like an hour about like why they think <laughs> this stuff is and yeah I, I would watch all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. all right well guess it's time to rate it uh, alex uh, were you, i think alex you Oh, I just like all the DLC was pretty great. Well, the ones that I got because they would either introduce a new character with a whole set of missions. It wasn't just like, oh, here's, you know, a pack of weapons or different skins and stuff like that. You always got like more story out of the DLC, which I thought was fantastic. Yep. All right. Well, now let's rate it. Yeah. Uh, As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being garbage, seven being perfection. Um... I'll go for. I mean, I'm not going to rate it. I guess I can rate it since I played it. Uh, yeah, definitely not the worst game I ever played, but just not for me. I'll give it a three. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Alex, that's what I was predicting. I'm going to give this the overall trilogy for me is a six. Um, okay. I want to say that like the first, looking back on it now, the first Mass Effect is like a really strong five. Mass Effect 2 for me is a 7. And then Mass Effect 3 uh, kind of fumbles a little bit, but the gameplay was so fun in that one that it's still a 6 for me. So, 6 overall. All right, Scott. Um, I still give it like a 7 overall. Um, okay. I, I love the first game. I love the second game just a little bit more, but enough so that I don't have to think about it too much. Um, I love like the first 80 to 90%. <laughs> of the third game yeah uh, it kind of fumbles at the end but then you know you know nothing's like gonna be better than that though so yeah i think yeah. i still gotta give it a seven if we're talking about all three um if okay. we were to add in andromeda that would definitely drop it down <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> we know, that's uh, why we're not talking andromeda <laughs> um, i still trilogy. i still like beat andromeda i i i enjoyed andromeda but yeah i wouldn't hold it as high as the other three If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost. And the FDA. All right. Now it's time for a crossover topic, which is what, Alex? It's our top five character creators in video games. Yeah. Kind yeah. of for me. <laughs> I thought I was really excited for this. Then I realized I've only played a few games with character creators that I can remember anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's What's your number five? Uh, my number five is actually from Destiny 2. It's I like how many options you have and the robots look really cool when you pick the uh, the blue alien skin. Also cool. Uh, A lot of really cool options. It's kind of mired by the fact that in the first (laughs) Destiny, you just wore your helmet the whole fucking time. So it didn't matter. Yes. In the second one, you finally got to take your helmet off. But only when you were walking around in some of the cutscenes and walking around, you know, the base area, whenever you went fighting and everything, you still <laughs> had your helmet on the whole time. So uh, I, I like the options and I like the way they look, but <laughs> not that you couldn't see them all the time. So that's uh, it's my number five. 
<laughs> so we're in agreement here. Only because I couldn't... This is the most recent game I really played that had a character creation. And yeah, it was... No matter what you picked... I mean, I guess your body type, whatever, it was different. But other than that, yeah, you, you could pick a guy with a mohawk and tattoos or a purple robot face. And then, yeah, you just wear a helmet the entire fucking game. <laughs> cool. Glad mm-hmm. I'd spent so much time creating this character. But And the the race didn't seem to make a difference at all in that game, right? I know, it didn't. Which, yeah, it, I think that was a missed opportunity. But oh, you could be a robot, but also still use the magic dark yeah, force. Or just powers at least have people like, interact yeah. with you differently when you're in town or whatever, right? Just have little conversations. Guardians? Be- yeah, I know. <laughs> Guardians. <laughs> I'm just going. It really is a model society. No one treats any races any different whatsoever. Yeah. You're just well, that's something to aim for. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, all right, thanks. <laughs> Scott, number five. So basing a lot of these on the end result of a character that I thought I that would look good, not necessarily the breadth of options available to you. Oh, okay. Um, so I've played games that, that had a lot of options, and I still don't like what you get with get with it. Right. Um, so one number five, starting with a dishonorable mention, and it's to Bioware. We were just talking about. Um, Somehow they took, I think it was when they threw in the, again, that frostbite engine. Um, because I did not like what I was able to come up with in Mass Effect 3, um, Dragon Age Inquisition, Andromeda. Um, like something changed. Um, and I, Damn. like, I, yeah, I realized mileage varies on this, but I think I was able to come out with like characters that I liked the way that they looked more in one and two in these older games, like with like fewer textures, <laughs> like mm-hmm. or the, the rigs weren't as good. Like it just, um, I, I don't know what they did. Like, I feel, I feel like, especially in um, like Andromeda, um, like all the characters just kind of were like moon faced. I'm not, I can't quite put my finger on it where, you know, obviously Scott you don't want to get too close. Gmail.com. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> Is that a thing? No, I don't know. <laughs> it just sounds like a thing. Moon face. It's like, oh, jeez, uh, hey. Just, but just like weird, like puffy faces, I guess. Um, okay. And yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like if they're going for like a stylized look, or they just couldn't get back to where they were. Um, you know, you always got to keep like the uncanny valley in in mind. Um, yeah, it just mm-hmm. looked weird, and I don't know what they did, and I hate it. I'm hoping in the next uh, Bioware game that they they figure this out. I don't know what they did, but I hate it. Yeah, Yeah, I really do. Well, there was, yeah, that was the whole thing. When Mass Effect 3 came out, they're like, oh, your Shepard character's physical appearance won't port over. Oh, that that pissed off a lot of people. It's like, oh, I'm not going to play it until they fix this. Yeah, the new new default, like, FemShep. Was, was I liked, but it wasn't the one I played through the first two games. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But for the remastered edition or the, the new remakes, they have FemShip on their, the whole all three games, right? I don't think so. I think you, the same thing happens when you go from two to three. <laughs> well, whatever. I, st- I always make my wife whenever... <laughs> I'm making a female character. Waifu. Yeah. Waifu. All right. Alex, number four. 
My number four is, I don't think you guys have played this. It's a, a, a Souls, an anime Souls-like called Code Vein. I've heard of it. But no, I have not played and, it. And as Souls-like goes, it's fine. The gameplay's okay and everything. It's not the best, but the character creator is fucking bananas. You can make, like, the, the body sizes are radical. You can make a very tiny person or a giant person. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, selections for skin color, eye colors, face tattoos, decorations, and everything. The thing that you that I've never seen any other character creator do is that you can put hats on your character. Not only can you put hats on your character, but you can stack hats like really like twice <laughs> your body length on your character, <laughs> so you can walk around looking as stupid as you want, <laughs> like like. 10, 20 hats on top of your head <laughs> running around killing all these monsters. Oh, that made me laugh so much. And you can go in and, and re-customize your character as much as you want, too. So just have fun with it, man. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I think it was more fun than the actual game. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. This guy recommended it. Get it on sale. Get this game on sale. Just mess with the character creator. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So mine... I. I had a hard time with this. My top three are really good, but like I said, Destiny. And then this one, I just remember old, it was more old school PC games. And I always thought it was hilarious where the games where you can adjust the TNA of your character or <laughs> the boob slider or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah like the boob oh, slider, butt Dead slider. Or alive. Dead or Alive. What's, oh, I never played those, but um, yeah. Wait, Dead or Alive. That's like the volleyball girl stuff, right? <laughs> or what is that? Yes, but it, the fighting game on the place on the first PlayStation is oh. like you could put the age. It's like there was this age slider, and it didn't seem to do anything. So we put it up to ninety nine, and the female characters' boobs just were sagging and bouncing all <laughs> over the place. It's like, dude, really? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I, like... I can't believe they removed that feature. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I said I remember more like old school games where it was like it wasn't even it was like pixelated stuff like like old Tomb Raider where her boobs were like triangles or whatever. But yeah. I just remember being pretty hilarious. But I don't remember those games themselves. I just remember that being a thing. And then you make your dudes just like super like enormously tall and just have but have like giant calves. Like it was just weird stuff that you can do. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But I think yeah, I think they kind of reeled that in over time. Um, <laughs> these games. I I think a lot of that no? stuff still out there. Really? Um, on like yeah. the yeah, like the Korean. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah, you can go MMOs, bananas on those. So it's like you're well, you're one weird looking human. <laughs> like you got a hammerhead head, the eyes way apart. Yeah. Looked at, you're looking like the like uh, the guy from Tron, the the master CPU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. End of line. End of line. Right. Scott number four. Uh, so, Final Fantasy fourteen probably has the best character creator of all the MMOs that I played. Okay, um, which isn't a ton, but um, I wanted to have at least one MMO on here, and that's what this is. So, yeah, just you know, I, I said I didn't choose these for breadth of options, but there are a lot of options. It is fun to mess with them, um, and you can get a lot of different looking characters. Um, and uh, yeah, just, just had fun uh, messing around with it. So Final Fantasy XIV, best MMO one that I've done. All right, Alex, number three. 
My number three is Deltarune, who's from a game by Toby Fox, who made... Um, what am I thinking of? Undertale. Undertale, thank you. Son of a bitch. One of my favorite games of all time, and I can't remember the title. Um, they, you start off, and it's a pixelated game, like uh, Jeff was saying, because it's, it's retro on purpose. And you start off with this character creator. And it, it I'm kind of ruining a joke here, so spoilers. <laughs> you go through this character creator. You have very simple choices and everything. And you, you can even type in a name. And then kind of like the joke is, is like, hey, when you're born, you don't get to pick your own name. So this is who you are. And then the game just starts. <laughs> oh, they cracked me up right from the start. That was awesome. That's not a bad Yeah. Don't turn it. Right. It's free. Download and play it, people. It's great. All right. Well, my number three, and the rest of mine are all MMOs. Uh, I'll just go with World of Warcraft here. Um, not so much yeah. for, I mean, I guess we're doing character creator, which you, you there were some design elements, right? Like, wasn't much. It's a lot more now, by the way. They, okay, they is it more now? To, yeah, there's a lot more you can do. Um, but just, uh, for me, it's just, part of the character creation is picking the class, right? And that's what these games is just all yeah. about the class. Yeah, and yeah. so just agonize, you know, the first time you play it, you say, like, oh, if, if you know nothing about it, you just pick one that sounds cool to you. And then you go in there and then you find, you see other people. Oh, I think I like that better. Oh, I think <laughs> I like that better. And just trying yeah. to like, uh, and when you do find the right class, it feels nice. I'll just say that. And mm-hmm. for me, World of Warcraft, that was the rogue. I love playing my undead. I always picked undead or orc, and I was always not always, but whenever I was undead, I was the the rogue. I loved it. Yeah, undead um, rogue is the is a meme. Yeah, <laughs> is it? Is that yeah. thing everyone did? I don't even remember. I don't know if everybody did it, but it was like the like fuck, like kind of <laughs> doing PvP, like that's undead rogue. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just remember like, I mean, yeah, the, when I played the undead was like there wasn't really much character create i don't even remember like were there different versions of the skeleton i guess female versus male and... yeah i mean there, there was there was some customization you could do there yeah. okay not a ton but yeah there was some yeah but just mm-hmm. the class creation so yeah world of warcraft is my number three scott um uh, number three fallout four um so uh i i like this one just because of how it's presented um it's it's really cool where um you're, you're you're playing half of married couple um in the beginning of the game and you're both standing in front of a mirror um getting ready to go somewhere um and you basically change your appearance there mm-hmm. um and yeah you could you could change around your character quite a bit uh, there was quite a, f- a few options um and it's something that yeah i i, I kind of agonized over and then the other thing for a fallout game is there's no classes that you pick but uh, where you put your attribute points those like matters a lot um, so I was agonized over that, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's always fun. So yeah, Fallout Four. Well, that's why I didn't play Fallout Four. It's got no class. <laughs> that joke. <laughs> did I t- t- did I tell you, Alex? I don't think it did. At the Super Bowl party, I walked in, and every- most of us were outside, but some of the kids were inside, and so was uh, Lindsay. And I just walk in, and uh, Luca goes, "God." I have uh, I have no patience for something like that. I have no patience. And I'm like, so you don't want to be a doctor, huh? <laughs> he just like looked at me 
I had no idea what I was talking about. I just continued on with, <laughs> with whatever yeah, he was talking, talking to Eric or whoever. <laughs> and then Lindsay started laughing. She's like, I got it, Jeff. <laughs> like, thank you very much. Keep, keep, keep walking, old man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> that guy's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to be a doctor? Who said anything? Yeah, you know, I want to be a vet, Uncle Jeff. You know this. <laughs> oh, that's good. <sighs> Uh, you anyway. get your honorary dad card for that. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Where are we at now? Oh man. Number two. Uh, I think it's my number two. Okay, your number two. Um, my number two. This wasn't the best character creator, but we had so much fun playing this game and making these stupid characters. I think I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, WWF Raw on N64. Oh, no, <laughs> All the wrestlers that you could make. We made Skeletor, Santa Claus, and some other some other bullshit <laughs> wrestlers and stuff just max out their stats. Oh, that was so much fun. I don't emulate it. That. Emulate it, people. You don't? <laughs> no. Maybe it wasn't raw, but it was one of the one of the WWF games back in the day where you can make your own wrestler. And everything with, you know, you got to pick, oh, whose moves do you want? The Undertaker's, Mankind's. And then you got to pick your suit, your stats. It was awesome. <laughs> I kind of remember you guys. Oh, no, I do remember that. Yeah, you and my brother and was, yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember that now. Crammed in through. Player, yeah. yeah you, couldn't, they didn't, you couldn't name your wrestler because it was an N64. Yeah. So the characters in the crowd would go, all right, player two. Yeah. Go kill him, player one. Player one, player one. <laughs> player one, player one. <laughs> now I remember that, yeah. All right, well, my number two, this is what I thought you were going to say. This game... Sucked. It was awful. I don't even remember anything about it. But the best part was building your character, and it was City of Heroes. Oh, that's my number yeah, one. That's, that's a good one. I know. Um, that's all I did was play with the character creator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just build, just build the best superhero they thought possible. And then the mm. game started. You just like punch, <laughs> punch, punch, yeah, punch. Like, it's like back to being EverQuest, killing the crap outside the dungeon or whatever. Just. God damn it. But building your character, it was awesome. Yeah. So, all right, I'll let you talk more about that on your term. So, Scott. Uh, number, number two, two. Uh, most recent one that I've, I've really put much time into is Cyberpunk 2077. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe not as good. many options as was touted when they were, uh, when uh, CD Projekt Red was talking about the game. Um, it's still a lot of different ways you could customize your character. Mm-hmm. And, and I really like the way that, that you could get to somewhere that, that you really liked. Um, even though you spend most of the game in first person, <laughs> um, it does come up yeah. occasionally. Um, when you look in mirrors um, and in a couple other places. But uh, yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 had a, had a really cool um, character mm-hmm. creator. So how big did you make your junk? And was it always outside of your pants? <laughs> Because <laughs> that was a graphical bug for a while. I mean, you got you got to go the biggest. Yeah. Right? I mean, How big was your junk? So you could choose. There's three different options. Well, I think there's four different options. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Obviously, I was talking about boobs, T and A. I didn't know I should put D in oh, there yeah, too. Yeah. Well, you could do both. Like, yeah. So, so if you were like, well, you didn't choose gender in that game. So you choose genitalia. You could also choose mm-hmm. uh, boob size. Um, 
So you could have like no boobs, no genitalia, or you could have like they called it default small, default dog, and large. Yeah, default and large. And so like, there's no way I'm not gonna roll around large because. You know, no, but the, yeah, no, there was no, a graphical thing where the, your dong would just hang out your pants. Like I, I, that only ever saw. That only ever saw it happen. Oh, that was so damn funny. That's, that's funny. And I think that was the thing. the The character creator they touted it because didn't uh, CD Projekt Red go back and forth where whether this was going to be a third person shooter or a first person shooter? I don't know about that. Possibly. I thought they went back and forth a bit, and like mm. some heads of. A director change or something and he's like no it's got to be a first person oh shit okay so mm. all right yeah. alex number one number one city of heroes and yeah like jeff said i i don't think i actually played a single <laughs> minute of the actual game i was just entranced by that character creator it was so much fun just trying to create the perfect hero and, and or recreate some of the some of the uh, classic heroes, Wolverine, right. Batman, Cyclops, for whatever reason, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it, it was pretty innovative for the time. Like nobody had seen anything like that, so I think that's why everybody was spending hours just on the character creator. That was a lot of fun. They should bring b- that back. Just What's... the character creator. Don't put any servers up for <laughs> City of Heroes. Is City of Heroes still a thing? I think it might be. Is it? Oh, was it? it? I think it was. And they added City of Villains. It was like the expansion, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's problem with all those MMOs which we've talked about. Like, if you played them right away, they sucked. And over over time, they would, yeah. if given enough time. You give enough time, became... and then no, none of your friends would be playing it anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, oh, but I I'm saying like they, they lasted long enough for them to get the patches and stuff out there before. Right, right. Um, yeah. Anarchy Online. Exactly. Yeah. I always gave up. Always give up on Star Wars Galaxies. Jesus. Oh, they released, no. It wasn't that the game was buggy. Just they released it with no content. And, and it was then, buggy. And it was buggy. And it was but, buggy. Uh, it was like soloing rancors at like level ten. There was like this, there was like this ability called like pistol whip, where you'd knock something down but do like a point of damage, but you just keep spamming that and you could just kill whatever you wanted with that. Yeah. Pistol with a rancor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so bad. But yeah, right, uh, City of Heroes, sorry, is uh, free to play. You can play for free. Yeah, well, there you go. Just so, create your characters. You yeah, great character. <laughs> Save it and then quit out. <laughs> then maybe make another one later. I might try this. All right. Uh, oh, my number one is it's actually not a good character creator, but it's the one I use the most, and that'd be EverQuest. Um, <laughs> there, you could do some face changes there, but this is really—I mean, the graphics were state of the art at the time for a game like this, but it, it really wasn't. Just a couple pixelated lips changing and ears or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I think that one. As old as that game is, every decision you made mattered in some way. You had to pick your race your class and a religion and they all came into effect religion yeah, that's true religion not as much but it would it would just give you extra if you go into a city and you have that thing there's extra charisma <laughs> oh, or whatever great. you needed to christians yeah <laughs> um i said charisma but what was this thing we had to build up the rep 
Yeah, the rep, exactly. And what's weird, like, rep was never, like, a wasn't a numbered or a slider anywhere on the screen. You just had to work on it and know that if you kill these guys, your internal rep would go God, up. And that's, then... that's simultaneously great and terrible. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's and cool to not own your hand, but Jesus. And, yeah, the only way you'd find out if you'd, you know, get close enough so you can con them, whatever the term was, and then... You can see if he's ready to attack you or he sees you indifferently or loves you or whatever. Um, but yeah, anyway, the character creation. And once again, it's all about the class. And in that game, is, well, I guess they're all especially. But I just that was my first introduction to this whole thing. And oh, man, I had so many, so many. I don't know what my favorite <laughs> would be. If it would be Necromancer or Warrior. I don't remember, but. I had a warrior, barbarian, and a dark elf necromancer. Mm-hmm. Viva la dark resistance. Name? Yeah. Dark resistance. Yeah, Gamdar and Kankali. <laughs> oh, yeah, the random name generator. Like, I mean, that might as well be what Alex said, where you didn't <laughs> pick one for you, because you just click that thing, and it would just come up with the yeah. weirdest fucking shit. But I don't know if it was, I think it was smart enough, at least later on, where like based on your race, it would pick a name, oh, like, randomly yeah. generate a name that kind of matched that supposed language. But anyway, EverQuest is my number one. Scott. Uh, number one is the 3DS slash Wii Me creator. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's a good one. Not, not, yeah, we, I think we all had a lot of fun messing around with that. Not photorealistic, but it was cool, like how you could make it and if you knew the person you'd be like oh yeah it's definitely that person like, yeah. oh definitely yeah <laughs> um, really good caricatures so, so yeah so they they did a really good job with that and i i remember being at um, a bunch of different conventions with my 3ds and like you you get like different parts of the world with that and you know a little person and there's like little mini games you can do with your me on, on the 3ds um, and those are your avatar obviously for like the wii sports and things like that um but yeah just, mm-hmm. just a lot of fun and remember was it 360 or xbox one where x yes. xbox live was trying to do that and it was yeah. never the same it was nah it's like eh. it was better graphics it still wasn't like you know photorealistic or anything but it's but yeah just nintendo whatever it did we just had it right and you know, mm-hmm. so much better um all right is that it yeah just i don't know much into like the crpgs that i played like Baldur's gate and pathfinder and stuff where Mm-hmm. You you really are going through like all the Dungeons and Dragons classes, like <laughs> and the different stats and the races, like you're talking about. I spend like hours before I even like start the game and that stuff. Yeah. All right. Before we leave this topic, um, next generation video game consoles. What's up with that? So these came out like right before the pandemic, right? And then oh, the was... PS5, Xbox One S, Series X, yeah, and S. yeah. 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 What's the latest status on this? Are these like systems that they're just like, eh, they didn't take off. We're just going to release new ones or are these are the still they're they, pushing these I for the next. I, I, if I had to guess, I, I would say they'll, they'll do another one of those updates, like mid generation updates before they move mm-hmm. on to the next one. Like they do a PS5 mini. So they did like the last generation, they did the Pro, Pro. or, yeah. or the, the, the Xbox one X. Right. Um, so they might do that again. I, I, I don't think we're going to see like a PS six or whatever they call the new Xbox, like for a long time. Yeah. 
because um, I think like the technology with it is just like it's I don't know I don't think it's worth it for them to like mm-hmm. be in a rush for that um what was Nintendo Nintendo it, for <laughs> they're always trying different things with gaming they're always they don't have the most powerful machines yeah. out there but they're always almost always fun it's like I love it that they swing for the fences <laughs> Like, the GameCube was fun, but wasn't really successful. The Wii, like, smashed records. Huge successful, yeah. The Wii U, yeah, not so much. Nintendo Switch is, like, fucking gangbusters. Yeah, but yeah. for, for Nintendo, Nintendo is, would, would, I guess, be the next of mine for a new thing. So, yeah, so think... the Switch has been out for a while now, so... Mm-hmm. I wonder um, if they'll just do, like, a, a 4K Switch or something. Yeah, I'm very curious to see, like... Like yeah, if they just go hard in that direction, maybe they do something with with like AR, VR, like who who knows? Um, yeah, it's always it's always interesting to speculate what Nintendo's gonna do next. Yeah, with, I, I do. Yeah, with Sony and Xbox, it's like oh they'll just I don't know whatever PCs doing yeah, they'll try to cram yeah. it into their box. Yeah, I feel I feel like the arms race for like the most powerful console thing is kind of plateaued. Mm-hmm. Like now it's like, well, what games can we get on here? Like what features can can we get on here? Because so. uh, I want to get a new Xbox because mine's old and I need a like a drive, a new drive. And, and I'm looking and you can actually buy the Xbox anyway, the Series X from the Microsoft store online. Mm-hmm. So I, if if, I mean, do you need a Blu-ray player? Yeah, we're a 4K Blu-ray player. Okay, so... You just want to be careful because both of them have the non-disc drive versions. Yeah, you know, it's the disc drive yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, like... Um, yeah, to, to initial question, I think you'd be okay for a while. Like, you wouldn't... I mean, you wouldn't... Not that you'd be the person to care anyways, but... Like, I, 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 I don't think, like, as soon as you bought it, they would announce the new one. I think that kind of thing. Yeah. Xbox Y. That, that's, that said... Um, like I have one, and I've barely used it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's my only. Concern. It's the reason I have not gotten a PS5 because I'm like, I'm not even using my Series X. Like, why am I gonna get a PS5? <clears throat> yeah. That's why I just what? saved up for a PC, and I bought a separate just a 4K Ultra <laughs> Blu-ray player, standalone, and that's it. Yeah, it might be worth it. I don't know. I also don't like this Xbox t- stands straight up. It's not even gonna fit on my media console. Yeah. I actually have mine behind my TV. Mini, mini fringe. Like I can't, I can't even see it. Like, yeah. Mine's up. TV's on the wall, so yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, the PS Five right. is worse though. Oh yeah, taking, taking <laughs> it's a monstrosity. Yeah, it's not the George Foreman grill, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it takes up a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get going here. It's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. F1 season is about to start. Yeah. This Sunday is the first races for F1. And uh, I got reminded because uh, Formula One Drive to Survive is back on Netflix okay. for last year's season. And that show is great. I know you guys talk about, was it the basketball documentaries and stuff? F1 yeah. is the one for me. That's the one I watch. Yeah, I heard good things. And yeah. It's all in 4K, right? Yes. It's awesome. I recommend it. Cool. I started it. I, I that's the first two episodes. They're good. I just kind of 
lost it. I mean, I just kind of forgot about it, but it was yeah. good. It's cool. All right. It was time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, just a couple quick things. Uh, there's a funny video that's like a minute long. Um, On go, the internet? Go, I don't go, believe go, it. I know. Go Google it. Where Jack Black um, gets a, well, he's pretending anyways to get a call from James Gunn um, that he's going to be the new <laughs> Superman. Um, it's it's amusing. It, it did make me laugh. Uh, so So go check that out. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was Renfield. Um, this is a movie about Dracula, uh, but it focuses on Renfield uh-huh. in, in a modern setting. Does he do uh, the laugh? I don't know. <laughs> it's Nicholas, Nicholas Holt. Um, oh, this is Renfield. Nick, Cage. No. Nick Holt. Well, <laughs> wait, wait for it, Alex. Just wait, okay? Okay. So Nick, Nicholas Holt um, plays Renfield in a modern setting where he's, yeah, he's, he's, Dracula's lackey um, and he wants to stop um, so like the trailers like him at this like self-help group um, and then they uh, keep you know, like hinting that like he's got to do all this horrible stuff and he's like superpowers and whatever um, but then Dracula shows up at the self-help thing and the guy leading the group accidentally invites him in and Dracula oh, no. Dracula is Nick Cage oh shit um, yes I'm so, in it's supposed to be a comedy, though, so I don't think he can go full cage. Like, because Nick Cage can only go full cage when it's not a comedy. That's right. Um, when he's a serious, dramatic actor. Yes. That said, he's hamming it up. Um, it, it looked fun. Uh, so, Renfield. Um, I, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but... Uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I, I kind of liked what I saw there. Um, maybe not great, but yeah, it looked interesting. It looked funny. Uh, that's all for me, Alex. Anything you want to go over as we hit uh, hour, one hour and forty yeah, minutes? I know. Uh, just want to say that I'm uh, still playing The Witcher. I'm very engaged. The side quest it, it can be daunting, <laughs> like a lot of like GTA and Red Dead Redemption. It's like, oh shit, this map is full of side quests, but they're always like very interesting, like little side quests. I don't feel like they're check boxes that I need to check off or grind levels and everything. They're like little, they're actually like little side stories to each one, like self-contained little stories, which I thought was really neat so far. Yeah, cool. But yeah, it's, it's good. I, I believe uh, it got good <laughs> reviews. Good. Yeah, it's, it's good. I think people said it's good. People like the game. So I, I like <laughs> it too. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, nope. That's it. Right, Jeff. Uh, nothing new other than just still watching Last of Us. Still pretty good. Still really good, I should say. Um, I think that's it. And then looking forward to Mandalorian Season 3, which comes Ooh. out oh, in yeah. a couple days. Please. Yeah. So we'll see whether we start talking about it on the show or not. Nice. Um, are you going to watch it warm or are you going to watch it cold? <laughs> I'll watch it cold because it's freezing out yeah, here right it's now. Freezes. It's California cold. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I know it's terrible across almost the entire country degrees. right now. Oh, There's my snow. God. No, it's in the 40s here. That's ridiculous. Get out oh, of here. That is ridiculous. snow, the snow in the hills. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah exactly. that is true. Yeah. Snow in the, Hall- the Hollywood sign. Um, I know a lot oh, of the country is getting just it was as like bad that or worse. But... <laughs> Cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> um, that sounds like that's base. all I got. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mass Effect be with you.
We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. <laughs> nice. I'm Dax Shepard. I also have a podcast. <laughs>